To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 101. We back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On all your popular platforms, you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Divas, alongside Coach Kurt, a.k.a. Hold My Ankles and Step. <laughs> Listen, this man has a unique name for every podcast. That's all I'm going to say to you. That's all I'm going to say to you. But uh, the Misfits of the Airways are back in the building, man. As always, man, coming off the heels of our Century episode, 100, episode 100, epic uh, show. Go back and check that replay out if you have not already. It was an epic show. Every guest we have on normally was in the building last week, man, and we had a great show, great time, great fellowship, and uh, a lot of news and views from the sports world of NBA and NFL, man. So we gave it all to you in one show, man. So definitely check that replay out. Like, comment, subscribe to the video if you have not done so, man. Let the algorithm let that algorithm know that we out there, man. But, uh, yeah, one-on-one is in the building, man. We are rolling, and we are here, man. Uh, hey, man, it's, I, I, it's, it's, it's rough coming from 100 with being so epic, right? You know, that <laughs> right. show being such, such a stellar episode. Coming yeah. back to the no- it's coming back to normal in a sense, you know, kind of bring you down to reality, right? But right. man, hey, we here as always, man, each and every Tuesday, man. Like I said, right back down here. So, man, let's talk about what's going on in NBA and NBA NFL sports world. We got a lot of news and views for you today. We're gonna talk about the NFL uh draft. We got some talk some things to talk about there. Uh, we're gonna talk about cornerbacks and safeties in lieu of our mock draft next week, which is gonna be a really good show. We're gonna do yeah. a full mock draft next week if you're if you're listening out there. Uh, next week, Tuesday show, uh, 9 o'clock, we're going to do a mock draft uh, round one. Uh, we're going to give you our, our opinions on who we think we're going to get drafted first. Hopefully, we'll be closer to the draft, two days removed, and we will uh, uh, ultimately, ho- hopefully, have uh, the draft order kind of ironed out. If any trades were going to happen pre-draft, hopefully, it happen before then. Yeah, We'll give you our best account of what we think was going to happen with the draft uh, uh, come next Thursday. But yeah, we're going to go over quarterback and safety this week, and uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about Jalen Hurts' contract and how that impacts future contracts for quarterbacks. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about the NBA uh, the playoffs, man. The NBA playoffs is rocking and rolling, man. And I'm here to tell you, it is it is highly entertaining, <laughs> yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah, Highly entertaining. I mean, we're talking about, I've you know, it's, it's one of those things you watch NBA. We watch NBA basketball all year round, obviously. But, you yeah. know, when it comes to playoff basketball, man, it tends to just so highly ratcheted up, man. This is crazy. Like, you think the guys play hard in the regular season, man. It's a total different mindset in the ball game when the playoff basketball is rolling around, man. And we got a lot to talk about it in that regard. Injuries have been happening, things of that nature. So we're going to get into that as well. So we're going to talk about a full recap. We're going to get into the NBA uh, recap first and foremost when our NBA segment, as always, man. So let's talk about it. Let's get into our first topic of the week. You know, we're going to talk about an NBA recap, East and West. Uh, we're going to get into what the NBA, uh, what the league is doing. We got games going on right now. Uh, I believe the Nets and the 76ers are, are playing. No, I'm wrong. I'm looking at the wrong schedule. Tuesday. Tuesday. So the Hawks and the Celtics are playing right now. That game's about over. Uh, the, the Cavs and the Knicks are playing right now. And the Cavs are big. And then the Clippers later on tonight uh, at 10 o'clock versus the Suns. Mm-hmm. So um, let's start off, uh, you know, recapping what, what's been happening in this particular matchup uh, in, in the last couple of games. So uh, game one in the, in the one versus eight seed, the Heat uh, beat the Bucks uh, in the first game, 130 to 117. <laughs> Uh, you know, a bit of a shocker there. Uh, Giannis yeah. went out in that game uh, with a back contusion, so uh, mm-hmm. that was that hampered the uh, the Bucks in their round one matchup against the Heat. The Heat were kind of able to uh, take control of that first game. Uh, the next game for that matchup is tomorrow night at nine, uh, and we'll get into Giannis' injury in a little while and whether or not he'll play. Uh, the Celtics, like I said, they're playing right now. I think the Celtics are going to go up 2-0. They're up one nineteen. Actually, it went final one nineteen and one hundred six. Breaking yep. news: one nineteen and one hundred six. Uh, they beat the Hawks, uh, so they're up 2-0 in that series. They beat them 112-99 first week, first game 
I should say. Um, then the game that just finished, uh, sort of something's up 2 0 in that series. Uh, the 76ers are due to do battle again, they're up 2 0. Um, they're due to do the battle again against the Nets on Thursday. Um, but they pulled out a victory, uh, what was that? What was that Monday night? Yeah, it was a Monday night that they played, uh, the the Nets, and uh, it was a little bit rough early, but you know, they definitely mm-hmm. got this win on the game, too. So they're yeah. up to uh, going into uh, Brooklyn. Then we got the Cavs, uh, they're battling with the Knicks right now, like I said, and they're uh, they're the Cavs are pretty much handling business, although the Knicks stole game one, so yep. uh, that could series could be poisoned being uh, ended up evening up at one and one going into New York. So, uh, Coach Kirk, tell me, you know, from each matchup, you know, how you feel about each game and, and what was your takeaways from those particular matchups. Oh man, um, so you know, um, I agree with the sentiment that these have been some tremendous playoffs, uh, so far, right? Very exciting, uh, great basketball. Uh, you know, as we talked offline, uh, some of the things that have stayed tried and true have proven, uh, to play themselves out, uh, in these playoffs so far. Um, but in, in regards to to the games that we've mentioned, you know, I reached out to you because the Heat and Bucks game was the one game I didn't actually catch. And then when I looked at the score, I was like, what in the hell just mm-hmm. happened? Uh, and then you let me know uh, that Giannis went out. And I think Giannis injury, depending on how long, I think in a regular season is different than in the playoffs like you said because in the playoffs everything ratchets ratchets up right mm-hmm. um jimmy butler is i call him i call him the playoff thanos right uh in regular season he may ebb and flow but it just when he gets to the playoffs he turns on a different switch now in that game uh miami also lost a hero I think Giannis' injury is way more devastating than Hero. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. So, you know, that's been the one thing about these playoffs is injuries, and we're seeing injuries play parts early on. Uh, But the Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat series, I'm kind of holding reservation on that. I want to see, one, uh, how the Bucks bounce back. Uh, even if Giannis plays, of course, he will be coming off the, the injury he's dealing with. I want to see how they respond. One of the things that the Bucks have shown is they are capable without Giannis. I think this just caught them, you know, off guard, rightfully so, in mm-hmm. the game to see your, your if not second, definitely third uh, MVP of the regular season go out. So, you know, and that happens in the game. You have one set up, uh, you know, you have one scheme, you have one plan going into it. And, and that, that scheme is dependent on having that player. And when you have a player of a uh, Giannis caliber, you're talking about, I believe 31 points, you know, you're, you're looking at double digit rebounds and just his presence, not just what you see on the stat sheet, but his presence on the floor and what he commands offensively and defensively, you know, that's a lot to replace in the middle of playoff basketball. So I'm holding reservation, uh, Boston and Atlanta. Listen, 
I don't think we're surprised at what we're seeing. I don't think either one of us, uh, even though Atlanta made it into the playoffs, I don't think either of us, and I especially didn't, you know, uh, have any reservation on Boston and Atlanta. They're doing what I expected them to do. I think it's a sweep. Uh, if it, you know, anybody can win one game, but if it went any more than a gentleman's sweep, I would be shocked. Uh, my man crush with Atlanta uh, left very quickly. Uh, they they left me standing up at the bar, and so I went home with a new bay. You know, so I had to find I had to find a new bay. I had to find a new bay. They left me high and dry. They overplayed their hand. So I understand. I, yeah, that man crush is 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 gone, long gone. Uh, so yeah, Boston, Boston's like I said, if it goes more than five games, I'd be shocked. Now Philly, I'm. I'm not surprised at Philly being 2-0. I am shocked and happily and and happily pleased at what I've seen Philly present on the court, right? Uh Embiid has been very aggressive. He's come out as the MVP. I think he's he's cementing his I should be the MVP because, again, it is what people remember at the end. Right. And this is to me, this is really staking claim that I should be the MVP with what he's putting on the court. He's been unguardable. Uh, he's been dominating inside, outside. He's also uh, been a great orchestrator as the D offense is running through them. Um there's been some surprises when you start looking at people that have scored. But then the other thing is we're seeing what I would say James Harden of old. He's virtually unstoppable. Uh, they're hitting every three that he's putting up in the air. Now, I do think James Harden is the most traveling, walking player <laughs> in the NBA. I have never – I've watched him games, and I swear – I think every step back three or every three that James Harden takes, to me, he takes at least four steps. I and think that man Euro steps to the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I think he, he, just, he, he walked down the hallway like. <laughs> I think he Euro steps to the bathroom. I'm yeah, right I'm there really, with I'm you. Really, yeah, I think he'd be practicing in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know how the referees don't call it, right? Yeah. I have replayed, and I'm like, wait a minute. He picked up his dribble, took two steps back, and then a step back, and then shot it, and they didn't call it <laughs> at all. Referees just hold their whistle. They just they act like Stevie Wonder. Like, I don't yeah, see nothing. Yeah, just let him shoot. See, let it. I don't yeah, see let, nothing. Yeah, yeah, I don't see nothing. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn is giving a good fight, but Brooklyn's outmatched right now. Uh, kudos mm -hmm. to them um, getting into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's a very all the turmoil they've been through with the KD yeah. Kyrie situation, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, I definitely commend them for for making it as far as they made it. Yeah, they're very solid. They're mm -hmm. again, they're a gritty team, but right now they're going against a focused Embiid and just they're out man, they're outgunned. There's more firepower with the 76ers. So you know, I predicted that too that it would be if not a sweep, a gentleman sweep, and I see that going that way. Now, Cleveland, New York, I think is going to be a back and forth game. I mean, yeah. the, mm -hmm. New York, oh man, that first game, every time Cleveland started to get close, New York just kept 
you know, they, the they, they kept yep, closing the door. It was if it wasn't Randall, uh, it was Bronson. If it wasn't Bronson, you know, it was somebody. Uh, I don't know the one guard, the the our, our less melanated uh, uh, player on the team, but he was he was scoring as well. It was just great all around basketball from from the Knicks. But one thing I did see, and I think it could play true, Donovan Mitchell is a different caliber score, good and bad when it comes to the playoffs. If Cleveland gets into freeze basketball, which means they just, yeah, they just give it to to Donovan Mm -hmm. and just step back and let him do his thing. Right. On one hand, it can work. On the other hand, if it gets tight and you get into that habit, then what we see, what we've seen with Cleveland, I mean, not Cleveland, what we've seen with the um, teams like uh, L.A., mm. what we've seen with teams like Sacramento, where they play team basketball, um, that can be your demise because you get so used to, okay, we're just going to give it to Donovan and then just step back and just watch. Freeze basketball is what I call it. Mm. But I can understand why they do it. I mean, I watched one stretch in the New York-Cleveland. I think it was end of first quarter, beginning of second quarter, when it looked like every shot Donovan was putting up, he was hitting. Mm. And he was hitting so many of them consistently. When he missed, you didn't even notice it because he came back and he hit another. I mean, he – the 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 step back um spin move step back two pointer amazing to come off the pick three pointer buckets uh donovan is that dude he is everything that we knew he was in utah as a scorer and he's carried that to cleveland uh the other games listen we can get into those too but these have been some great games i think the only the only what i would consider sleeper boring is Boston in Atlanta. I yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, that's a snoozer. I'll watch I watched a little bit of the first quarter and, and as soon as I saw what I thought which was okay, Boston is clearly pulling away mm. in this game. You, you you know, I I turned it off. I mean, I saw one, let me see. I think it was one quarter um and just looking at the comparison, right, uh, per quarter, 25, 24, 32, 25 for Atlanta. But then Boston is 28, 33, 29, 29. That's just consistent basketball, and you're seeing per quarter. And if you see that, I don't see that many 30-point quarters from Atlanta. That's like a, a anomaly, right? They're going to yeah. be around the 22 to 25, and Boston is going to be 28-plus. And they're consistent, I mean – they have Jason Tatum, they have Brown, and if you have those two clicking, and there's very few times that you're going to see them totally off t- as together, they're not going to be beat. They're not going to get beat, especially in the first round. So that's kind of my take. I did like the Western Conference games. Uh, I'm telling you, yeah, we'll get into those next. Yeah, I just want to go yeah. over the Eastern Conference first, and then go over the West. Yeah, but what's your yeah. thoughts? Which is any is have you seen anything that stands out? That is catching you off guard, or is it kind of playing out? Which how well, you it's thought? A, it's, a, it's it's a few things. It's kind of what you underscored about uh, about uh, Giannis's health, you know, and what comes down to game, you know, the first round series between the Heat and the Bucks. 
Um, yeah. His health is going to be paramount. You know, it's hard to pivot. Although, you know, I, I still question um, Budenholzer's ability to adjust on the fly when it comes yeah. down to things that happen in game that he's not necessarily prepared for or he gets thrown a curveball and he has to kind of pivot from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where if Giannis is, you know, 70 80%, you know, it shouldn't be a big deal for them right. going forward. Um but I would say that, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you like you said, if you taking taking away from uh, Giannis's production is, you know, is, you know, 20, you know, 30 points a game, you know, double digit rebounds, you know, anywhere between 15 and 20 rebounds a night. You know, so that's a lot. To, that's a lot to, come, to, to make up for when you talk and play a basketball. Right. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not any random Tuesday night, you know, in the, in the NBA regular season. We're talking about the playoffs. Right. Everybody's going hard. Everybody's playing hard. And, you know, and right. you're playing a pretty good team. It's a team that's been, you know, pretty battle tested. Like you said, you know, Jimmy Butler is, turns on a different gear when he gets to the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, you got to look at it from that perspective. Um, um, you know, uh, you know, there is, you know, we're going to see Giannis' health, you know, and his uh, availability for the week for game two. But, um, yeah, it's going to be rough if they drop two, two straight on their home court. You yeah, know, man. without Giannis being there, you know, that's going to make it for very interesting series. But I think that no matter what, if he comes back and, just, yeah. you know, can oppose his will to some degree, I think they'll, I think they'll take care of business. Um, okay. You know, not much, you know, not much to glean from the Celtics series at all. I think that they are they're doing what they're supposed to do. This is one of those series where they they're taking care of business and not they're not waiting, they're not messing around. They're going to they're just taking care of business and getting this series over because they got bigger goals in mind. Yeah. Um so you know, you know, you know, much to the you know score of the first two games, like says 112, 99 this game, and you know, similar score lat for game two. Yeah. Um now the 76 game now I, I do have issues with this. So now that's the 76 is up 2-0, but it's a, it's a it's a shaky 2-0 for me. Okay. Um you know, I give Giannis all the credit where he's playing good. You know, he's been playing good all season, but his supporting you cast. Yeah, and B, I'm sorry, what'd I say? You say Giannis. And B's production has been has been, you know, stellar. And it's been like way for quite some time. I mean, right. you know, you know, shorter, probably right before the All-Star Bank really really tried to hit his stride and, and yep. started to play at this dominant level. And it's been consistent. Mm-hmm. His supporting cast, namely James Harden's, concerns me. Yes. Um, because just be honest. They didn't bring James Harden there and, and pay the money that they've been paying him to be uh, a role player. You know, he's right. going to be the number two, you know, in this, in this dynamic, right? Yeah. Um, but my issue is that if you're not going to be that, you know, it's it, it's it's hard for me because, it's it, again, it, to me, it's still James, playoff of James Harden. Like, and, and he, just, he just came, came to seem to shake that because, right. I mean, they won yesterday, but they, I mean, listen, let's be real. The first half in that game was a struggle for the 76ers. They were down. It was. You know, yep. they got it together in the second half, but James Harden shot 313 yesterday. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, uh, I, it, it gives me pause, not necessarily, not necessarily for this series, because I think they can still manage to beat the, the Nets. But going forward, I mean, you're looking at it from this perspective. I mean, we clearly believe that something's going to advance. So we have to yep. see them next. And, yep. you, and if Tatum and Brown are going to bring the ferocity they normally bring, and Harden can't match it with Embiid's production. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to make up for. That's a lot to make yeah. up for. So that that part gives me pause. Um, so it it's, it really just depends, it depends on Harden. I think they they might go as far as Harden goes. Now I will say this: True. a positive thing about this is Tyrese Maxey's been playing lights out. Oh, I love that yeah. kid. Crazy. I love that kid. Tyrese Crazy. Maxey's been playing good. But I think that you're going to need steady production from Harden, and you're going to need the stellar play from Maxey in order to to hold fort. Because I think True. that that's going to be the issue. 
because you know, again, when you get to the like I said, the Boston's and then maybe the Bucks if they get that far, you know, you're gonna need all of that. You know, and Tobias Harris is gonna have the pitch in a little bit. I think those top three guys, top four guys, are gonna have the pitch in and give you double digit numbers every night, every night, and be efficient, and be efficient. So, yeah, that's that's the only thing that really gives me pause with that series. I mean, Alex, I think they'll take care of business with the Brooklyn Nets, but I think that the 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 issue is that and B has to be all world every night, and that's just that's asking a lot for anybody. I don't care how superhuman you are as a basketball player; it's asking a lot to be to be great every night. It's a lot. You know, even Shaq in his prime, he didn't have 35 and 20 every night. You know what I'm saying? Even in the playoffs. So I think that if you get what you get out of Embiid and the, uh, right. the supporting cast can come together and not be, not have these lulls, because I'm honest, if they had a lull like this against any other team besides the Nets in the top four or five, they lose that second game. Mm, they do. True. They do. True. The Nets doesn't have enough firepower to, rock, to go with them in the second half. But. They are definitely in in trouble when it comes down to that. If they have those bad halves or bad quarters, because yeah. good, really good teams will make you pay. Really good teams will make yeah. you pay in that regard. Um, Cavs and South in Nick series, man. That that's I think we both agree <laughs> that the four or five matchups on each side were going are to be you know the the matchups. Great matchups. Yep. Yeah. Great so matchup. I think that you know for the fact that Nick stole game one, and yep. even on the other side, the Clippers stole game one. It's telling that this could go seven in both series. True. So I'm here for True. it. Like I said, the Cavs are big tonight, you know. So we go back one one, and we back into New York with a with a with a even series. So yeah, that right there is going to say a lot. It's going to say a lot for in regards to uh, who comes out of that series. And is anybody's ball game in, in in both of those series? But moving over to the Western Conference, yeah. Um, and, and and real quick, uh, I, I I totally agree. Um, because when I was speaking to James Harden, I was talking about his first game, but I don't, I agree with you when it comes to the 76ers. When you have um, four players that play, or three players that play over 10 minutes and they don't score, mm-hmm. and you have 33, 20, and 20, and then eight, I mean, eight coming from who's supposed to be your big gun, I don't see uh, Harris scoring no he's not gonna be able like to maintain that. that i wouldn't expect no. that's you know that's kind of like the legacy game i wouldn't expect that, that i wouldn't expect for austin reeves to have the type of performance every night that he had game one you right. just can't expect right. that you know yeah. you got you got to lean on your big guns and if whatever you get from your role players what you get but the yeah. big guns got to carry the weight and yeah. again if james harden and, and, and mb can't carry the weight i i, I have faith in mb James yes. Harden is my question. And then Tyrese Maxey, I think that should be an extra added bonus. It's kind of like when, when you talk about the Warriors last year when you had Jordan Poole. If Jordan yeah. Poole was able to give you 20-25, that was a plus. But the, but the yeah. lion's share of the work came from Stephen Clay. Yep. You know, so yep. I think that's that's what it really, really what it boils down to. I think you have to, uh, you know, get that every night. Like James has to be efficient every night. He can't just be an assist leader. He got to be a scorer, too. You know, yeah. and again, he has these issues and these lows where he's either missing a lot, won't shoot. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> which I never understand. Yeah, what, I don't. I mean, I don't get it. I really don't understand. But yeah. uh, I would definitely say that you know you have to get that every night. You know, an efficient. You know, if you get if if, if I mean I, I mean let me see if I can throw a stat out there. If if James gives me eighteen and ten a night, and Maxi gives me what he's giving me, they got a great shot to beat anybody. True. You know, but True. if James gives me twelve on <laughs> on tw- on twelve shots, you know, and and, and four assists, yeah, like yeah, when you got a plus minus of minus thirty five, yeah, yeah, I, you can't, I can't help you there. Yeah, you I can't,
Well, ask. I think you can. But no, maxing twenty. You can't ask him to give you thirty. Yes, like I that. Agree with that. I agree you can't can ask for that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can't have Harden going, and which I've never understood. But again, you are who you are. Playoff Harden disappears. He gonna have he he's going to have that type of game. It's just can you weather when he has that moment? But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, Western Conference. Let's talk about it, man. Let's. Yeah, so you had Nuggets and Wolves. You had a blowout game one. Uh, yeah. They play again tomorrow night. Lakers. Why the Timberwolves even here? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who did they play for the play in? They they lost to the Lakers first first round. And then they played the uh, I want to say the Thunder. Did they play the yes. Thunder? Yeah, yes. they played the Thunder the second game, and they ended up beating yeah. the Thunder. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, they're here, this though. is going to be an easy one for the Nuggets. This is going to be easy for the Nuggets. It I should. Let me it, change that. It should be. It should be. I agree. It yes. should be. Yes. Um. But yeah. Again, one hundred nine to eighty. One. Really, one really wasn't competitive at all for first game. And but no. you know what though, I'm a hold it with. I'm. A, I'm a hold. I'm a hold my applause for the Nuggets just yet because okay, they are really good at home. Like they wanted the best nah. teams at home. Yeah. Um. So yep. them holding court, it, it, that's something you just you just supposed to do that for them. Yeah. It's just supposed to hold court in Denver. So when they yeah. go, on, if they if they get a game or two in Minnesota, then yeah, I'll clap it up. But yeah. I think that them holding court for the first two games is just status quo. And then when they go yep. on the road, is the question because they roll. Although they the number one seed, their road record isn't great. No. So if Minnesota comes back and gets two games off of them in Minnesota, then we got a series. We do true, yeah. But um, we again blow out uh, game one for the Nuggets. Um, against the Timberwolves, uh, Grizzlies in the in the Lakers. Uh, back and forth game. Lakers got off to a great start. Uh, and uh, AD was uh, you know exerting himself and being very dominant early. Um, <laughs> I can't move my arm. And then, right, then his arm. <laughs> then he hurts his arm. You know, then you should see my face when he went out. I you just see my face. I just imagined it. I know. I know. I know. Just cute. I can't move my arm. Just cute. Just cute. The DMX song. Here we go again. Same old shit, dog. Just a different day. And I was like, come on, man. Like, dude, he's gonna mess around have a oh, and be out for the for the next year. But yeah. but thank God he got it out and he came he, back. He came back. He Give came him back. Kudos, kudos him. He came back. So it was a tight third quarter. It was a tight <laughs> third quarter, and um, you know, back and forth with you know fouls and things of that nature. But uh Rui Hachimura, man. Rui Hachimura had, oh, a, had a game of games. He had his best game as a Laker, and he stayed the four round one of the playoffs, man. He was yes. he couldn't miss. And, and Austin Reeves being no Austin Reeves, he's been for since All Star break. Mister, I'm this, him. Mister, I'm, I'm him. him. <laughs> Mister, I'm him. He he was stellar, you know. Yes, but again, he, yes. but it, we, this is not new. To, I mean, we 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 were impressed with Rui's performance, but Austin has been doing this for a minute, you know. So we definitely give kudos to Austin for being, you know, that guy and consistently being that guy. Uh, so you know, again, and it was one of those things. They call it the bronze fill-out game. You know, he wasn't trying to be overly assertive. He was, you know, basically facilitating and kind of, you know, picking his spots. And he, he ultimately didn't need to have a stellar game in this game to get this one. Again, like I said, Rui and and Austin Reeves completely took over the fourth quarter. Now, John Morant getting hurt, you know, uh, midway through the fourth, I believe, is when the injury happened. You know, it made me cringe because I didn't want to see right. that. I don't want to see that young man go out and get hurt like that. I didn't. I was hoping he would come yeah. back. And him, you know, the way he went out and holding that arm, that was he kind of limp. I was like, man, yeah. his, his arm is just hand is jacked up because this will be another. This will be the second year in a row he got hurt in the playoffs. Yeah, I was about to you say know, that. And and they, and they ultimately, you know, basically sealed their fate in a sense. I'm not saying it's still their fate here, but right. but you know, we're definitely you know way heavy in the idea of them advancing. 
you know. Yeah. So yeah. and that goes to I'm not I'm not saying that you know because his injuries weren't necessarily uh, a physical you know detriment. You know, it's one of those things where you know because I, I always said my only knock on Jaw is the fact he's light and he yeah. and he plays above the rim. So that can yeah. come back that you know if you you know if you being super hyper athletic, you know, in the league, you know that when that wings and you don't have nothing else to lean on, it's not effective. That could that could ultimately affect your longevity in the league. But and him being high right flying, hand. right, and him being high flying, you know, going up in the air, being not you know he's not six nine, so he's right. coming down, you know, he's coming down from a high depth. Yeah. So that that's allowing for him to take these impact injuries too. So that's that's an issue yeah. for his career going forward. So we need to monitor that. But yeah. I'm hoping that at some point, you know, I mean, I don't know if they're playing this kind of close to the vest. He, you know, he they said there's no break, no breaks in his in his wrist. So hopefully he can play. You know, maybe not game two, but maybe you know game three, four, or whatever. However the series goes and as long how long the series goes, but um, but yeah, the Lakers get this next game tomorrow night, and, and we go back to LA. I'm feeling much better. About the yep. series, but it just sucks the fact that, like I said, Ja got hurt and it happened yeah. that way. But they just been dealing with injuries holistically. Steve Adams done for the year practically. Brandon Clark yep. definitely done for the year. Um, you know, now Ja's hurt. So it's just, you know, it's just one of those things you just kind of snake bitten, you know, in a sense. Um, but you know, that's uh that's that's what we're dealing with. Because you know, it seems like everybody is dealing with some type of injury outside of maybe uh the Kings and the Warriors series, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, in the Nuggets Timberwolves series, everybody else, everybody else has injuries. Yeah. So Paul George is missing in the Clipper series, you know, things like that. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So that that series is definitely uh, intriguing. But hopefully, the Lakers can handle business. You know, um, come game two. Um, you know, I just hope that they get more. My issue with them is I hope they get they they play up. You know, and don't because would they have an issue? And they always had an issue with this whole entire season. You know, with the roster we have currently have now, even in before if they played out of their competition, they kind of sit back and wait, kind of lean and kind of lean until. The idea of you know we got this is it it'll, it'll come rather than you know going out and grabbing it you know yeah because yeah knowing if you, if John doesn't play or he he can't he's not effective at all they can kind of kind of sit back like yeah we got this this ain't no big deal we got this and True. you know and then the fourth quarter is a tight game but yeah. if you go out and handle business and start to, you know in in fight as if you down play like you down then yeah. then, the, then the game will be much easier and be be in hand quicker yeah. um, so I'm hoping that they do that versus fight tooth and claw with these with the team for three quarters and then maybe close it out at the end. So yeah. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. Now the Kings and Warriors series. Mm. Man, <laughs> let me mm. tell you. I, a good pound cake. Man, I'm telling you. I, 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 all I can say is that, you know, if if the Kings I don't I don't think they're gonna sweep the, the Warriors. I don't think so. But if they if they take the Warriors out, they they will definitely have my respect and I would definitely have to give you your your flowers. For, for being right <laughs> with this team. <laughs> now, I, I will say this: you know how I feel about De'Aaron Fox. You know, I'm, uh, I'm on here. You know, uh, I'm on here on multiple occasions. You know, almost to to uh, you know to a, a, a obsessive level to say that I'm I'm mad still that the Lakers did not draft them because that's why I won in be. that draft. You should. You know, be. I I won it because think about it like this: we had because we had we had De'Aaron Fox. You know, we still could have made the, the trades down the line and got and, and moved off the guys that we had to move off, like your Brandon Ingles and, and gang of guys like that, and still got AD. But imagine yeah. the lineup with De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. De'Aaron Fox, Anthony, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. I mean, come on. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, listen. come on, come on. Uh, yeah, that makes yeah. you sleep good at night, right hey, oh, there. Oh man, listen, I'm, I'm tucked in real good in my Lakers blanket. <laughs> in my Lakers blanket, I'm tucked in real good. You hear me? Yeah, you snuggled up right there oh, on man, that one. Yes, I got this meme with uh, one of the dudes from Spo- from SpongeBob. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's Patrick. Patrick snuggled up with a Lakers blanket with a with a Lakers beanie on. <laughs> that's me. When I, that's me sleeping good at night. Oh, no, my Lakers in good hands. But yeah. But yeah, De'Aaron Fox, man. I mean, he like you want to say I'm him. He's him. Oh, he's that him. Dude. Oh, and, dang. And 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 how fitting today he won the clutch man clutch clutch year player of the year award today. He won he the clutch player of the year it. award. He, he definitely he deserves it. Work forward. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So him his play. And the fact that the Warriors are so bad, I mean, so bad on the road. Like, like they say that role players don't play as well on the road as they do at home. But right. I'm talking, man, like even, it's even a struggle for the for the for Steph and Clay right now. Yes. Yeah. They're not as efficient as nobody are, no matter where they play at. So that's that's a problem. Then you got Draymond out here, you know, getting into squabbles and getting ejected, you right. know, um, so yeah, I, I think the Warriors are in trouble, man. I really do. But I said it. I said it. You know, I said it at the beginning of the season. I I've been saying it as every time they had an issue that 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 whole Draymond incident, man. I, listen, they get beat this first round. Draymond's gonna be responsible. They're gonna be largely responsible for ruining two dynasties. He ruined the KD run. Yeah, he ruined this one. So, I you know, and we talked about yeah. this too. I think that if he does not, if they don't make it past this round. You know, the idea that he, he his best bet is to opt into his last year of his contract. Because if he yes. opts out trying to get paid, he's gonna he's gonna just have to opt out and be yeah. and be and be with somebody else's problem. Yeah. So uh yeah, yeah I, I think that I think that after after his option year is over, I think that his run might be done. Like I really do. Cause I just don't think this is my thing. And and you know, it comes down to this whole Draymond Jordan Poole thing. Like you can try your hardest to be professional, but dude, yeah, you stole me in front of everybody. Like yeah. it ain't, it no. still sticks in your mind. Like it, it still yeah. sticks in your mind. We ain't gonna be but so much. We ain't gonna be but so cool. We not hanging out. We ain't drinking. Nope. We ain't we ain't nope. vibing at any point in time. That's not on the basketball court, you know. Nope. And you can still tell like they don't they don't converse and talk in in, in between breaks and stuff like that. Nope. They not cool, you know. And I think nope. that the people that more so side with on the younger side of the team that vibe more sure with pool than they do the younger older guys. They don't fool with Draymond either. I don't think they do. No. I don't think they do. And I you, think that's you the don't cause see of the that. rift. Yeah, and you don't see that normal Golden State energy that we've come to know. Right. Right. You don't you don't see the I mean, plainly put, you don't see the same jovial energy that you saw last year Agreed. before the situation, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see the high fives, you don't see Steph being Steph. You just it's business and Golden State has not been a it's business type team, right? Mm-hmm. They've been the Patrick Mahomes of basketball at Freeland, you know, it's gonna be some fanciness, some jovial laughs, and you're gonna see, you know, Steph do his put him to sleep and all that. Mm-hmm. And you're just not seeing that. And I think, nope. like you said, um, they put on the business face, but man, you stole me, and like you if you Look, you hit it. You, you you made a great point. When you look at the things that are not on the stat sheet, they not they not conversing. You know, Draymond call people together. Jordan is there, but he's not. Right, he's there physically, but he ain't there mentally. And I think that's affecting yeah. his game. Because let's be real, he had he's a, been a shell of himself this year, and, and holistically, like since that yeah. punch, he's had flashes where he's been decent, but he hasn't. Not like the not what they paid him. Not what not, they paid him. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, Wiggins. You know, I think that Wiggins still trying to get his legs back on him because he's been gone. But yeah, and listen, I think it's too, might be too little, too late. 
And yeah. the fact that they got to play this 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 young and hungry uh, Sacramento team, man, I'm telling you, it, it's, 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 it looks Fox and look Muck. Oh my God! Ooh. It's a bonus. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Bro, them, I... them getting some bonus and hurt her. Them getting some bonus and hurt in trade last year was 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 was, was a one. And shout yes. out to Mike Brown. Shout out to Mike Brown for pulling all this together. Yeah, yeah. Man, his vans. That's right. Mike Brown and his vans. Shout out to Mike Brown for for definitely pulling this team together, galvanizing the troops, and getting things done, man. Because he's and he knows Golden State. That's the thing. He was he was their assistant coach for years. Yep. So he knows that team too. So he knows exactly what to expect and how to how to defend them. So. He's definitely getting a lot out of his team uh, holistically. Now, yes. I, it's still, a, it's still, a, it, you know, assuming that everything remains the same, if it, it is, it, it remains to be seen how far they can go past this round. But yeah, but they, but they collecting, man, they collecting. And the fact they ate a three seed, they probably got at least another series where they're going to be be home for the first couple of games. So yeah, is that a bowl well for them for sure? Uh, and especially yeah. if the Lakers, if the Lakers beat the Grizzlies, then they'll be the they'll be the home court team until they get to the finals. Assuming mm. that Denver makes it. You know, right. so they'll, they'll effectively be the two seed. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a definitely a good look, man. Um, but like I said, I think it's one of those, uh, you know, it's older boxer versus a young boxer, and he on the ropes. It's Roy <laughs> Jones versus young priest. There you go. It's, it's, it's Tarver versus Jones. Woo! Remember that? It's, it's Antonio yeah. Tarver versus Roy yep. Jones. Mm, and, we know how that ended up. We know how they went. Yeah. We know how they went. But yeah. um, but yeah, looking forward to those next two games in the Sun Series. I, I, I I'm gonna hold my breath until I'm the night. Not. Until the night's I'm over. Not. Oh, oh, tell me, please, please tell me why you're not. I need to hear this. <laughs> because I told you, Kawhi is KD Kryptonite. Okay. He's KD Kryptonite, right? Okay. And the thing, listen, if Paul George was there, mm. I would say this series would be over. Ooh. Over. Ooh. If Paul George was there, gentlemen sweep. Ooh. It's a game without Paul George, but Kawhi, the way Kawhi looked that first game, mm. right? He dropped 38. Kawhi is still one of the best two-way basketball players out here. Now, we've forgotten about him some because of injury, yeah. right? He's kind of faded. He's quiet. But Kawhi is one of the most dominant two-way basketball players. And when it comes to KD, uh, he has had KD's ticket each and every time that he's played KD. Now, I'm not uh, saying KD doesn't have a good game, but he mitigates a lot of KD's superpower. And he's been the one player consistently that I've seen that can go toe-to-toe with KD and take KD out of his game and make KD look average. And if Booker is not on and Chris Paul, I don't know, but if Booker's not on and now you're you're dependent on KD to pick up that slack and Kawhi is putting pressure on KD or whoever's guarding him offensively mm-hmm. and then Kawhi is putting pressure on him defensively and the way the Clippers are playing Listen, I'm I watched the game because I really wanted to see what they look like now playing together. And to me, with what Westbrook is doing, and I'm not talking about offensively, I'm talking yeah, about he looked terrible offensively, but he had a lot of energy and they played really good defense uh, last game. Yes, and that's all you look, 
that's sometimes all you need. It's the ugly, it's the ugly part of the game. And when you have someone like Westbrook, who's going to give you 120% energy each and every night, he's going to do the rebounding. He's going to play the defense. He's got this chip on his shoulder. He's, I don't know what happened in LA with the Lakers, uh-huh. but he's resurrected what we thought Westbrook could be. Well, uh, well I wouldn't go that far. I think I think he has extra motivation because he had, he played against he has got all the doubters, you know, in the naysayers, and he going against KD. You know, I still think that's that's the whole. I'm trying to one up you because of the old. Oh, they still don't. They still don't boogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might be cordial, but they don't. They don't. They don't. They ain't oh, yeah, you can see together. it. They yeah. Have a oh. together. Yeah. 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 It is. It is closed fist bumps, right? Like, hey, okay, yeah, we played right. together. Uh, yeah, but I'm. I'm still going. Right. I'm still coming for you, right? right. Yeah. yeah. To me, man, watching the game. Um, if look, I know we talked about load management and Kawhi and all these things, but what I saw with Phoenix and the Clippers and the way I saw Kawhi show up, I'm telling you. I, I don't see I don't see the Suns. I would be shocked if the Suns pulled this series out. Okay. Okay. You that's heard it first. Look, that's why I'm like, I know you're saying like, oh, I'm still holding. Nope. I'm look, I just I went back and and did some analysis. Uh thought about the when they played and when it just is for some reason, and I know some of it is because Kawhi you know, when you look at him, he's one of those genetic weird freaks, right? Because he has a very long wingspan. He plays defense, and then he can put pressure offensively on whoever's having to guard him. But I really think because of his wingspan, we know um, KD 6'10". He plays like he's seven foot, but Kade, Kawhi is one of the rare players that can put a hand in his face, can jump with him, can keep him from getting comfortable. Mm. Kawhi is in that small subset. Yeah, that, and that physical aspect too, because Kawhi, is, you know, he's really strong for 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 a wing player. Oh come so, on, man! Yeah, he's so that very and, I, and, I think, and they was putting bodies on the Suns. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that plays into the idea of how Jason Tatum was able to defend uh, uh, defend KD last year. Yeah, the fact yep. that. They, they're, they have their, their wingspan and they're physical. They're, 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 yeah. they're strong, you know, um, from a body perspective. So I think that, yeah. that you know, putting that strong body on you allow allow I can I can move with you and I can I can I can physically you know move you, you yeah. know, kind of thing. That that that's that's one of those things that kind of bothers or you know kind of you know gives he's back in Katie's mind like. You know, I got to do something different against this guy because I can't do my normal stuff and get my shot off. So, right. You know, because we see, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if Kawhi has done it, but we see Jay Tatum quite several times block KD's shot last year. Yeah. You know, and yep. how he defended him. So, yeah, I think that's, you I mean, maybe Kawhi took a page or two out of how to, how to Tatum defended him and using those tactics. But, but yeah, I mean, of course, Russ knows him well because he played with him for so long. So he knows his yep. season, season nuances as well. So I'm holding my breath, though. For me, I'm holding my breath <laughs> until the game, until the nice game. Watch the nice game as much as I possibly can before I fall asleep because it's been a long day. Right. But, um, you know, but I'm going to watch as much as I possibly can after we get off the air and uh, see. And we'll see. And if, if it's not, if it's, if it's 0-2 and favor, if it's 2 old favorite the Clippers come uh, come Monday, when Wednesday morning, then, yeah, I wish. They, they didn't send two from the Suns. Who do you think is the difference maker from each team on the Suns and the Clippers? 
Who do you think is the X factor for the Clippers and who would be the X factor for the Suns? I think it's a tie between Norman Powell and 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 uh and Terrence Mann. Okay. I think I think those two, I mean Russell Westbrook is gonna be Russell Westbrook. I mean, I'm not really saying he's an X factor. <laughs> Because right. um, I'm not looking for him to be, you know, go go on a scoring run and and give me 30 a night or okay. anything like that. But I like much much as I like uh, Tyrese Maxey, I like Terrence Mann too. You know, okay. he's they they are similar players to me. They play with the same level of energy. They kind of play similar. Um, and they're really effective um, in their offensive games. You know, similarly. So I like both of their games. Um, okay. Again, and Norman Powell coming off the bench, like he's been a lightning rod for them coming off the bench all season. You know, okay. it was consideration for him to be a six-man a year and all kind of stuff. Like, he's instant offense. It's kind of like Jamal Crawford used to be back in the day. You know, we just – he come off he come off the bench and just automatically ready to go. Like, Vinny DeJohnson, he's the microwave. You right. know, kind of thing. So, I think those two are the X factors for me for the Clippers. The Suns, I think it's Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. I think that mm. Chris Paul got to gotta bring gotta bring some uh, office of, uh, you know, production to the table. Not to sit back and set the table for, for Booker and KD. And I think okay. Aiden got Aiden got to be physical down low. I think that he got to be he had to be a presence down low, and he got to be effective when he have opportunities. Right. Yeah. So I think those two for all the ones that for me that are X factors in my opinion. Okay. Got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Okay. So anything else you want feedback you want to give for the other series before we move on? No, nah, man. Is it like you said? I, I agree with uh, I agree with your sentiments. Again, the Kings and Warriors. That was just good basketball, man. It was. It was. I was glued oh, to man. that game last night, man. I couldn't turn away from it. Like I was literally like, you know, sometimes you know you watch games, you kind of listen and kind of you know you know check your phone and stuff like that, man. I, yeah. I didn't do none of that. I was like, I was stuck on the screen. I was locked in. I was like, I couldn't turn away because it was every moment had 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 like a a, a finality moment too. Like every point they had like. It was like it was the end of the game kind of thing. Yeah. It, just, it just had that type of pressure and that type of uh, type of intensity to it. So yeah, I definitely yeah. appreciate that that game last night. Yeah, and I'm and I'm happy that they're getting some prime time love. So now people mm-hmm. are able to really see what they've heard and uh, and and why they just floated at number three. Uh, and I'm really interested with the Lakers and the Grizzlies. I'm really interested in how this hand injury plays out for Jock. Yeah. If it mm. was his left hand, I wouldn't be as worried. But, I mean, right. you're talking about a, a shooting a, hand. A, his yeah. shooting hand, his feel hand, right? My, my trigger um, finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like you said, he's a high flyer. His yeah. game is above the rim. And if I'm playing him, Oh, you're gonna have to show me that that right hand is good. Cause Absolutely. I'm I'm gonna take a foul. Yeah. I'm gonna take a foul. I'm gonna take a hit. I'm gonna take one hard swipe at it and see if it was good. Yeah. And see if you wince, right? Yeah. And he already came in with padding on his hand. So that he was already dealing with something. Um, but then with the I'll end with this: the Suns and the Clippers. I'm concerned about the mental aspect because when you look at the play, um, to me. Booker was looking more for the call than playing the game. That happens and to him a lot. That happens to him a lot. Westbrook, right? Yeah. Mm. Westbrook makes the block. The ball's still in play. He throws it off Booker while Booker is looking at the ref like, why didn't he get a call? Russell the ball off Yep. If he hadn't yeah. been standing looking at the ref, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't got hit with the ball. And it would have still been a ball. And, and again, the, the part of Booker's game that gives me concern is his 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 I'm not going to call it petty, uh-huh. but but the that I'm not getting files. I'm not getting calls. I'm more concerned about 
what the refs are doing than just playing playing the game and playing through the situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether they call it or not, play the game and let your game mm-hmm. work you out of the situation, right? He gets caught up in, oh, well, you know, uh, if I ain't get this foul, I'm done. What, what What's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's, well, not sentimental, but he just, he sucks, right? He, he gets, sucks, yeah, yeah. He, he sucks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, and that just – a player like his caliber, again, as much as I give him kudos, he can't from, soak. He can't do you that. Can't, you never saw Kobe no. soak. No, no, you never saw no, Kobe. And, that, and that's soak. your idol. You should take a page out of his book and just keep playing. Come on, man, play ball. That's it. He he might need some Hennessy before the game. <laughs> or, or as Marshawn Lynch says, some Patronacy. <laughs> some Patronacy. <laughs> some, some Patron and Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, as we move on, man, let's talk about these yeah. injuries, man. Let's as we, yeah, we kind of alluded to it already, but let's talk about it. I mean, before we get into it, let's talk about the bracket real quick. Um, yeah. so uh the, like I said, the, the, the Nuggets are one oh, they play tomorrow. Uh the Suns and Clippers play tonight. Uh, they, they tip off in about five minutes. Uh the, King, the Kings are up on on the, on the Warriors two nothing. The Warriors, the Grizzlies and the Lakers play tomorrow night. Lakers that side hurts me, bro. Uh, that side hurts me. Because it's too the 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 the, the Kings. Warriors, Grizzlies, Lakers, because the next round, man, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sad. But this is one my way thing, or the don't, other. Don't they get reclassed though? Because say, say the war, the Lakers are seven seed, so no, so when the Nuggets play the Lakers next, yes, yes. Yeah. So if if the Clippers beat the Suns and the King and the Warriors lose, so that that would make it so it would be Clippers in 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 Kings. Right, and that that hurts me. That ah, hurts. Me. Ah, that hurts me. Ah, <laughs> ah, that ah, hurts me right there. That part because, ah, okay. oh man, so it, it's, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sad either way. I'm gonna be sad. That's all I'm gonna okay. say. I'm gonna be sad either I way. Let's it. let's keep going. Let's. Keep I got going. it. So like the, the Miami Heat actually surprisingly up one on on the Bucks and they play tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the, the it's two zero now. It's actually it's one one now. I'm sorry. Uh, the Knicks uh, lost to the Cavs uh, the, on this uh, faithful night. So that series one mm. one going in New York. Uh, the 76 is up 2-0 and the Celtics are up 2-0. So, uh, okay. yeah, and that's breaking news because it was 1-0 before we started the show. Now it's 2-0 because the game went final. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we got uh, we got one more game tonight and we got more tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's rocking and rolling, man. But I'm definitely saying these games are definitely highly intense and they're definitely, uh, you know, must-see TV. You know, it's not it's mm-hmm. not a game that you can sit up and say that I was bored and I turned the channel because it's definitely right. been intense basketball. I and mean, that's what you right. expect in the playoffs, man. Definitely give you uh, all them, all you get for your money. Mm-hmm. You know, getting your money's worth for sure. But in regards to these injuries, man, like I was saying, uh, you know, Giannis went out with a back contusion um, mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, game one. Uh, was That was Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was wild because, um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just wild how he landed. Uh, kind of like he landed right on the tailbone. It was, it was just yeah. an interesting fall. Um, so, you know, X-rays came back negative, and he's, uh, they said he's going to be day-to-day. Um, but uh, he didn't practice today, though, so that's breaking news right. as well. He didn't practice today, so he's doubtful for the, so for tomorrow. So, you know, before we talk about the next injury on the docket, um, how do you feel about going into game two without him for the Bucs? Oh, I'm... I'm semi-nervous. I would put out of a mm. one to ten, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it at a four okay. right now. All yeah. the reason being for 
The only reason I'm I'm putting it at a four because I'm comforted because I've seen the Bucks play without Giannis. I, I right? agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So and they've been really good without Giannis. You know, honestly, they've been really good. And I just yeah. think play again playoff basketball. It's like a shock to the system. It's like throwing you in an ice bath, right? Yeah, you're like not prepared for it. Yeah, it was yeah. a shell shock. Yeah, I agree with that. And and you're playing against a gritty team that can take they can steal some games from you. Yeah. Um but because of the injury and where it is, that's the only that's the part that gives me concern because it's in a position that affects that can affect him because again. Um, is he so, is it so tender and sensitive that if he takes a charging file, um, if he gets pushed and he falls, you know, is it a situation Mm. where if he lands on it again, does it flare back up? Right. And so, and he's a contact player, so it's not like he can avoid that. Yeah. And you see him, you see him fall, go through the air, you know, take those type of, 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 impacts you've seen that in multiple games so now what happens if he takes that injury if he lands on his you know backside like that again what happens now I know they're probably going to put some padding they're going to probably put him in in a girdle or something that gives him some comfort Mm. but I mean this is this is what uh two days removed yeah, 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 that's the th- that's the thing about playoff basketball. Sometimes you ain't got a whole lot of time to, to recover no. from injury in a certain sense, you know. But I, I, I harken back to when Giannis kind of tweaked his knee real bad in the in the finals, yeah, I and then came back and it was he man after that. Oh, so that, that that was crazy. So you know, still very young guy. I just it's just a matter of what, how you know how bruised it is. I, cause I think he yeah. probably got like a bruised tailbone or something like that. Yeah. Is my estimation on it. Um, and how how that's going to affect his mobility. I think that's what is going to be key. If his mobility yeah. is hampered, I would sit him. Like you know, I just wouldn't even even and, question. And especially at jarring that jumping yes. up and down. Yeah, yeah. 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 The impact on it just by moving and jumping and yeah. and contorting your body. It, yeah. You know, I would I would give him as much possible rest as I possibly can. Hope. Open pray to basically, especially since they're going to be at home tomorrow again, yeah. that they can pull out a game at home and make it even, and then give them a couple of days rest, and then you know they can fly to uh, to Miami and um, and uh, he can uh, you know finally hopefully be good for game three and going okay. forward. But um, but yeah, I wouldn't rush him back, you know, because I think that you know if I had to be a bad man, I would say that the, the, the bus can get this series off the heat without Giannis. But right. put the long stretches of it, um, and, and still, and they will likely play the, the Cavs or the or the Knicks in, in round two. I still think they go, they are still good um, yeah. in that series if he's not, um, you know, ultimately whole or or he's still kind of you know laboring with from that injury, and yeah. um, you know, you just need to really conserve him until the finals, conference finals. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would, I would, I would look at it from that perspective, assuming that they can, you know, Drew Holiday, Middleton, and and Bobby Portis and those guys can can deliver. You know, and get and get the and get these series over and with a short order. You know, you know, just you know, win the games that you're supposed to win, and and close those series out. And then once he comes back and he's healthy and right, then it's all you know, full steam ahead. True for me. True for me. Okay. And let's talk about John Moran's injury. So you know, like I said, he's uh, his X-rays came back negative. Um, you know, he said his status for game two is in jeopardy because of uh, this is uh the feeling he has in his hand. Uh, and then one doctor underscored the, that the X-rays being negative doesn't include soft tissue and tendon and ligament issues um, for that. Uh, he said even with negative X-rays, the soft tissues around the hand, wrist can remain painful and swollen, which could uh, for basketball activity, dribbling and and uh, shooting can be hard. 
And then yeah. I can also make sure that it's, you know, down to the root of the cause and these small fractures that may not be seen on x-ray. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't think the the the, the, the Grizzlies will be really forthcoming on how hurt he is because it's kind of like giving the, the opponent an advantage. But, you know, for me, I just hope that he's not hurt, you know, uh, you know, deeply, you know, because, you know, just, just seeing injuries in these past, uh, you know, three or four seasons has kind of robbed us of, you know, what has been, you know, a really good making of a series, you know, going back to Jamal Murray, his ACL injury, Kawhi, his ACL injury, Paul George being hurt, you know, job ja being hurt, Giannis being hurt. I mean, we can go out on the line of guys, that, you know, Middleton being hurt last year for the Bucks. you know, that, that changed the dynamics to me too. So I just hope that he's not hurt, um, you know, long-term in mean, this series. He can come back, maybe not for game two, but, you know, those, the rest of the games in the series and be effective. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just, you know, give his team his best chance to fight, man. You know, I know he's playing against my Lakers. I'm not biased. I'm being honest, you know, about how I feel about his, uh, you know, health. And I hope that he comes back and is not, you know, detrimentally hurt. Or, and on the flip side, if he is detrimentally hurt, you know, don't risk further injury or further issues in your career <laughs> by trying to be out there. Because it's more to, it's more to, it's more to basketball in your career than just one series. Yep. You, know, you got a lot more to play. Yep. So and you'll make it back there, you know, with your talent level, you'll make it back there. So don't don't hurt yourself long term. But if you can play and it's and you're good, you know, going forward, you know, get out there and give your team your best effort, man. But yeah. I'm hoping you're not hurt, you know, long term. So, yeah, you know, for you, how do you feel about the injury and then, you know, and his impact based upon, you know, whether or not he's going to be available or not? It, it makes me nervous, especially what Tim McMahon said, right, where mm. um he couldn't undo a balled up pair of socks. Right. And then on top of that, when I read that, the greatest thing to me is the mental frustration. You know, um, mm -hmm. I feel like it's one thing after another. So again, when you look at another year of playoffs and now I'm injured again, right? You can, you can start to feel like you're snake bitten. Yeah, and that agreed. gets into that gets into you mentally, into yeah, your like, head. He's mentally, like messed up. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But again, when you're looking at a player who has made his bread and butter off what he does off the dribble with mm -hmm. his right hand, uh, a, a player that you know, when especially as a shooter, the feel, the touch of that right hand, and and seeing what they're saying again. You get hit on it. Um, somebody slaps the hand. You mm. you inadvertently hit somebody on the hand. And again, Jaws game is played above the rim, dunking. Mm, now, yes. what happens when he goes to the rim? You're you're asking him to change a habit, which is dunking on people, making people a poster yeah. with this hand injury. Even if he's gutting it out. When he's in the air, his body's so naturally tuned to do the movement. How does he adjust to that, right? And now does he lay it up or, or is he hesitant because he knows he doesn't want the pain of if I hit my hand on the rim, what happens? So, oh, man, that's, you know, I, I'm nervous for him and – uh Again, I know how much he impacts Memphis. So I'm interested to see uh, what happens and how this plays out. So it's a very 
impactful injury. And one of the things that we've talked about is the fact of as much as this is great basketball, um, how much injuries are impacting the game and how much injuries could shift uh, the game and shift what happens as uh, coach is uh, having some difficult, some technical hiccups. He'll be right back shortly, but yeah, man. So we've been talking about, you know, the injuries that we've seen and the injuries that are impacting uh, the games so far. And some of these injuries being key uh, players that are being uh, having a fight through and namely Giannis and John Morant being uh, two players that are having to continue to fight their team, fight for their teams and uh, continue on to see it through. So with that being said, listen, um, let us know in the comments. Let us know if you're catch when you're catching this replay. Uh, what do you think about the injuries? Uh, how do you feel the injuries will impact uh, the game? And will they be different ma difference makers uh, for the rest of the series? Right. So, you know, we'll love to hear your feelings. We'll love to hear your thoughts. And can Memphis pull this series out if uh, John Morant is not healthy? And can Milwaukee pull this series out if Giannis is not healthy? So let us know in the comments. Let us know your thoughts uh, when you catch the replay on will these injuries be uh, monumental and shift the tide of the series. Glad to see you back, sir. Glad to see you back. Yeah, man, the power <laughs> flicking. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what the hell happened. I'm, I'm, you busy talking and then everything just go dark. It flicking it, but it came back on. Thankfully, it wasn't too bad of an outage, man. UPS, yeah. kicked, the UPS kicked in. And yeah. the internet came back, so we're good. We're good to go. <laughs> I saw you freeze for us. I saw you freeze for a second. Go purple. I was like. Cool. We just keep it going. Yeah, right. Go, go keep the party going. <laughs> well, I'm glad the stream. I'm glad the stream didn't end. So that, that was yeah. the news. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, so did you wrap up your take about job before we get yep. before we uh, got uh, unceremoniously disrupted? disconnected? <laughs> sure did. I okay. sure did. I sure did. Uh, okay. So the last one was Tyler Hero and his broken hand. How do you think that affects the Heat going forward? You know, I, I think it it impacts them scoring wise. But again, to me, when I look at the injuries and who's injured, uh, it's a nicety. But I think, again, we've seen uh, we've seen the Heat play with Hero being off, meaning his shot wasn't dropping. He didn't seem like that player. Right. Uh, so does it hurt? Yes, because you want all weapons and all hands on deck but um again i see the heat being able to do what they if you know I, I don't see it being that hurtful to them overall 
Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I think that it's it's it, you're missing that production from the three point line for sure. Um, but again, I think that again, if Giannis plays at all in this series, at least th- two to three games, I think that that Bucks would be fine, and it, it probably yeah. ultimately in the grand scheme of things won't matter. You know, but yet again, you know, if he was able to be kind of like the guy he was in the bubble a couple of games in the series, it could have changed the dynamic too. You know, yeah. if Giannis didn't play, like it's it's a shift. Like if 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 Hero was there and Giannis wasn't, and he was able to give you those Herculean efforts that he had in the bubble, it could have mm-hmm. shifted the momentum. But him being out and then Giannis kind of being hampered, you're looking at it like, well, you know, I guess you know it's more of a detriment for Miami than it is the Bucks. So I still yeah. think, in my opinion, you know, the take I gave earlier that yeah, the Bucks should pull a series out. Um, and if Giannis comes back in the finish stretch, I think they'll still be fine. But so it definitely hurts the offensive reduction in, in, the, in the three-point shooting they were getting from Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So after all the drama, we, we, we're going <laughs> to uh, take a quick break, and we'll be back with our NFL uh, segment, NFL wrap-up. We're going to talk about uh, Jalen Hurts' contract, and then we're going to talk about uh, the NFL draft and what has uh, happened uh, with these cornerbacks and these safeties, who we feel like is our guy going into the draft. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be back in a minute and a half. We are back. We are back with NFL wrap up. This is Sports Talk with Coach and Curry, episode one on one. Man, and I like the I like the title you gave this segment. Man, uh, trade me or pay me. <laughs> <laughs> trade me or pay me. Trade me or pay me. And in Jalen Hurts' situation, he got paid. Yes, sir. He definitely got paid. So uh, you know, for this particular go around, we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts' extension, his impact on the future quarterbacks of the. Uh, league who's going to get paid next like i said uh you know either you're gonna pay me or you're gonna trade me you know that's talking yeah. about lamar jackson justin herbert joe burrow whoever is in the mix to get a contract in the next uh you know two to three years so Jalen hurts man let's start with him let's yeah. talk about that guy first so he has gotten uh, a five-year 255 million dollar contract mm-hmm. it's 170 million dollars guaranteed in this deal and he got 119 million dollars or so 16 to 19 million dollars or so as signing the moment he signed ink, peeing the ink, he was 116 million dollars richer. 
mm-hmm. uh, which made him by a million dollars, I believe, the highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you know, shout out to Clutch Sports and Nicole Lynn for brokering this deal. And the yeah. Eagles for, uh, you know, paying that man. They, he brought him all the way to the Super Bowl. This year had an MVP-like uh, performance. Uh, we argued that, you know, had he not got hurt in that back end of the season, he, you know, he will, he could have been right up there, maybe taking the MVP out of Mahomes' grasp. So, um, you know, yeah. definitely kudos to him. We've been singing his praises for quite some time. And definitely say that, you know, he's well-deserving, and I'm glad he got his money. Yes. Now, the issue with this is, and I, and I feel like, this is this is the this is where we always, you know, have an issue when it comes down to solidarity, right? You know, it's it's one of those things where everybody, I want to say, go their own way, but everybody has different feels and vibes on what they want to do with their money and how they get their money. You know, because I harken back to Demoris Smith talking about how you know the NFL players. Association was going to go about being able to get guaranteed contracts, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Major League Baseball, NBA, all for their top end stars, all have, you know, for the most part, have guaranteed contracts, right? Mm-hmm. And the fellas, they were nowhere close to that. And they play them, they, they're the, by far the richest organization in the speaking of the NFL, and by far have the most uh, to lose as far as uh, it being a, a really highly, you know, physical and demanding sport, right? right? You know, so. You would think that'll be the other way around. Like you would think that baseball would necessarily have guaranteed contracts and football would, but it's the other way around. You know, right. baseball is part of the least contact sport out of the three, and football is the most, and they don't have guaranteed deals. Right. So, you know, him getting this money, you know, it was definitely, you know, great for him. And, you know, it's a it's a feel-good story, him, you know, leaving Alabama, going to Oklahoma, being a second round pick, ultimately, you know, taking over for Carson Wentz and you know, leading his team to the Super Bowl. You know, but from in the bigger picture, when it comes down to the players itself and the quarterbacks in particular, it's a shot in the arm. It's a shot in the arm. Now, you know, from a numbers perspective, it's 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 it looks good, but from a guaranteed money perspective, it's not as great as uh, you know, something that uh Deshaun Watson got, something that maybe Lamar Jackson's looking for. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel about this contract and how and and where does this land uh the quarterbacks? Uh, going uh, ahead next the next of them is going ahead of him, you know, or coming behind him, I should say, you know, and they're getting their money. How does that impact them? Um, so on one hand, he didn't reset the market, right? right? Uh, his contract, even though per average, I think they, you know, Aaron Rodgers is at 49. I think he's 51. Per mm-hmm. average. So right. highest paid, yes. But can we just give Howie Roseman some type of award? Listen, I don't know what is, it can be. That man is a genius when it comes to the cap. Uh, <laughs> I listen. told I told I told Coach Rail, I told a couple of other Eagles fans I know. I said that man is a flat out genius when it comes down to manipulating the cap, man. I'm telling you. Can we just call him Rain Man? Right, <laughs> with what he's able to can we the way he the way he manipulates numbers is, I mean, we talked about this last season, how right. what they were able to do and, re, and, and load up on players, right? right? Mm-hmm. And even now, they're, they're out of the, they're, they're not in cap space limitation, right? right. And when you look, and when you look at, um, when you look at the situation, and, and I'm going to get back to how this 
impacts the quarterback situation. But I, I have to I, – I just want people to catch this. Um, Jalen is due to make 6.15 this coming year. Yeah, that's the last year of his rookie deal. Yes, 13 and a half, 2024, mm, right. 21.7, 2025, and 2026-31 I don't look at the 255. I look at what he's guaranteed to make because mm-hmm. in three years, they're going to restructure, bump up, change, and, and do something with this contract. So really, let's look at the three years because he's not going to finish the five years because in three years they're probably going to renegotiate right. again, right? Um, so on one hand, you know, some people kind of knocked Jalen because they were like, well, he should have waited. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why? Why, why would you hold off when that's not your character, uh-huh. right? That's not Jalen's character. And what Jalen did, I call this the Tom Brady effect, where you make enough mm-hmm. to, to feel respected, but you leave enough to build what keeps you winning, which is a great team, right? Right. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, it doesn't matter if you're the highest paid if you're throwing to receivers that are who done it and what for. You you know, looking at the situation, he now has left the Eagles with the, the space and the money to make another run so they can sign key pieces um, and then bring in other pieces to put them to put him in a position to do the number one thing uh in the nfl which is win right so uh when looking at this you know again some people were like oh you should have waited to see you know who signs and does all that to me do what you just did Jalen. this is your team if you feel comfortable with these numbers go ahead and go first because the thing is, they're only going to equal or do better. And so by you going ahead and shooting, you know, shooting your shot first, now now you set the market for the remaining quarterbacks. And I think this contract also shows that even though they won't say it's collusion, you clearly see. And yes, collusion meaning they got in a room and said, this is what we're going to do. But mm. this type of contract is, it's it, it's it's back to what they desire as owners for contracts. Again, mm. we said this on the show. What Deshaun Watson received was an outlier. And there's a lot of owners mad that Cleveland mm. did that right. because they've had to now swing the pendulum back to what they wanted contracts to be. And and I also say this. I'm not looking at Jalen's and now looking at Lamar and putting them apples to apples. Because again, what Lamar is asking and desiring shouldn't be compared or well, you know, hey J- Lamar, look at what Jalen no, because 
we don't know what's behind the scenes. We don't know what Lamar is requesting and looking for, right? Mm -hmm. But we do know this. Baltimore is going to put themselves in a very dangerous position. And this is why I named this Trade Me. Mm. Because with Justin and Joe coming up next, one of them is going to shape the landscape that's going to make it very difficult for the Baltimore Ravens. Even though Daniel Jones made, in some aspects, more money, Lamar, and I just found this out, here's a great thing about what Lamar has as leverage. And I think this is really why Lamar is standing how he's or positioning himself the way he's positioning himself. Because Lamar represents himself, any contract that goes to the PA, the NFL Players Association, he can look at. He can see the structure. He can see the language. He can see the wording. He gets to see all of that. So you're not dealing with a dumb person that's in the dark where the agent would be able to see. Lamar is seeing exactly how the contracts are structured, the language in the contracts, the wording in the contracts. So he knows the game from that aspect. And I think Lamar is really saying, don't play me like Boo Boo the Fool. I'm able to see these contracts. I'm able to see the language and I able, I'm able to see the money. And even though people have put apples to apples with, well, what the Ravens wanted to give Lamar is very close or similar to what um, they gave to Jalen. I don't, you can't look at them the same. I really believe Lamar is smart enough to say, there's some language things that you're not including like what Jalen has, which is guaranteed no trade clause. Mm -hmm. I think it's some things that Lamar is looking at like that with some money figures Mm -hmm. that he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not taking anything less than what I've worked for. I ain't going to say earn what my statistics put me at. And until you place me as where I am statistically with the money, Mm -hmm. I'm not moving. So, yeah, man, the Jalen Hurts, I'm happy for him. Uh, this speaks to the character of Jalen. This is I'm doing it my way. I'm doing it for what works for me at Philadelphia. And, again, I think he took a page out of Tom's Brady book. Tom Brady could have pushed to been the highest paid many times. And well, but, well deserving of it based upon his production. But what would that have done to being able to get back to the Super Bowl? That's would he have question. shot? Would he have shot himself in the foot and mm-hmm. limited the ability for them to make certain moves and mm-hmm. play? And here's the thing: Tom never hurt for money, right? He never hurt one instance because he's going to make the money back because you got to put him as one of the greats because he's been to the Super Bowl ten times, one seven. Oh well, I mean, he had a lot of money he's making off the field too. So that that was exactly. compensating for the idea of what he was getting in his contract. Yeah. Um, you know, the model doesn't have that option, you know, because people have have been throwing this out in the media that he doesn't have endorsement deals and things of that nature. So that's that was playing into it. So, you know, you gotta look at that from that perspective. He's not getting money off outside of the norm, you know, when it comes right. down to off the field stuff. You know, he's trying to load up on his contract because this could be this one one good time to get paid. You yep. know, um, you know, in this situation as a whole, I look at it a little bit differently because 
I think that um, you know, why, although you know, for Jalen to be a second round pick and then the road he took to get here, um, you know, was it was a good contract for him. Now, when yes. it comes down to Joe and Justin's uh, situation, I think that they're going to do a, a similar type of deal than what Jalen did versus what Deshaun or, or, or Lamar is air quote looking for. Because that's right. the thing too, people don't honestly, we don't really really know exactly what Lamar would deem you know, uh, a good deal in regards to contract right. really, really, truly wants it with the numbers he hadn't said. He has right. he come out and said that he's definitely wanted, uh, you know, contracts that are, you know, not, uh, you know, egregiously disrespectful, like the, with the three years, $133 million fully guaranteed that they offered him, which was, yeah. you know, with low for his, uh, his caliber of talent. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he denied that contract. Now there's speculation now and there's no, we don't have any merit yet one way or the other. It could be true. It could be not be true that he turned out the same deal that Lamar, that Jayla just got, you know, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a scenario too. But right. my biggest thing about the whole situation, that's a, that's a tweet from, uh, you know, that, that, that Lamar and uh, Jalen both were offered and ja- and Lamar turned it down, you know, according, according to this report. Right. Um, yeah. you know, but again, we're not in those rooms. We're not, we didn't hear from directly from Lamar or the Ravens mouth. So we don't know for sure right. whether or not this happened or didn't happen. You know, a lot of people are speculating or trying to make news in a sense. So, but you know, holistically, I, I feel like there's going to be, and this is to right place right into the owner's hands, in my opinion, that if, especially yeah. if, 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 if Jalen took this deal, being a Super Bowl runner up quarterback, um, he took this level of a deal. I think the type of personalities that that I know Justin Herbert is, and I believe Joe Burrow is, they're yes. going to take similar deals, and it's going to ultimately truly hurt Lamar's chances of getting the type of deal that he truly wants. Um, yeah. and it's going and it's going to be, it's going to be some contentious moments. So it's it's going to come down to whether or not Lamar is willing to you know take anything outside of re- what he really wants or play on the franchise tag. It, it, those, yeah. the, you know, those are the two options. Or will he sign a similar deal? And, and going back to your point about the whole idea, because look at this particular uh, particular stat in this tweet that Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson both had uh, injury causes in their contracts that they were offered, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, supposedly offered. Jalen was definitely offered and signed, and Jackson was offered it, that they they get up to $175, $179 million fully guaranteed if they don't get hurt. Right. So it, it, maybe that that's a sticky point for Jackson, and maybe it wasn't a sticky point for Jalen. Jalen said, "Well, you know, I'm 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 okay with the injury clause and getting up to that because we're talking about sixty million dollars, you know, yeah, air quote in guaranteed money. So if he gets hurt, he loses out on sixty million dollars in guaranteed money, and the ceiling for his contract is still a, yet another almost a hundred million dollars. You know, we're talking about seventy five million dollars this this in non guarantees period. So we're talking." He, Let's say hypothetically, I'm not wishing on Jalen at all, but let's say hypothetically he gets injured. Yeah. And he's only he only walked away with 117, you know, or so dollars out of 255. Yeah. That's 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 quite low. That's quite yep. low. Yeah. So you gotta look at that from that perspective too. It just really boils down to what guys really want and what they what they're comfortable with from a from a personal perspective. And that's where it lies. And that's where and that's where the, the guess what that's when the 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 difficulty comes in and standing in air quote solidarity and trying to get guaranteed contracts for everybody because everybody's gonna feel different about what they're worth and what they want to get and what they're gonna accept. Jalen has an idea what he wants to accept clearly in his contract. Justin's gonna have certain ideas of what he wants to accept for him and his team. Joe, the same thing. Trevor, you know, Lamar, Lamar, and whatever he thinks. So yeah. if everybody has a different value system, 
it's very hard. And they, and the owners can use that as leverage to play it against these guys and say, well, the market says this and the market says that we're comfortable signing this. We're comfortable signing that versus yeah. giving to you whatever dollar amount that you think is fair. Then it's always going to be a contentious road. It's always going to be a contentious road, in my opinion. I don't think that it's ever going to be uh, streamlined and seamless for guys to get higher guarantees and lower risks in their contracts. And True. and I think this, and for my personal opinion, I really think that's bogus because I feel like if from a football player perspective, you risk your life and limb and health more so than anybody else in 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 this in the sports world. You're more True. likely to get detrimentally hurt from football than any other sport that pays the type of money. Basketball yeah. and baseball. Those are the three sports that pay this type of level of money. And you are more likely to get the bill of selling to hurt from football than any other sport. And I think yeah. the money should be more so guaranteed in this sport than in any other. But it's completely utterly, you know, ass backwards in my opinion. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you pay, you know, certain people to do a job for, you pay them $100,000 to do a menial job, but you teach us 20000 you yeah. know, it should be the other way around. Teachers should be be the higher paid because they're educators and they're they're you know focusing on the future in our kids. But the person that's doing the office job is you know basically you know pushing paper all day. They're getting paid a hundred grand. True. You know. True. So it's again, it's one of those analogies. So, but um, but yeah. So I just really feel like that is it's just really at a contentious moment. I think that honestly and truly, you know, if I had to say it. I think that Jalen Jalen's contract, although it might be good for him and what he feels comfortable with, I feel like it's it's a it's a detriment. It's a shot in the arm for uh if 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 the play association and a lot of quarterbacks in general or players in general were trying to move towards getting more guaranteed dollars. I think it hurt. I think it hurt because again, the language in this contract tells me that, you know, unless Jalen plays a, a injury-free full years, he'll never see a, even $180 million out of his contract for damn sure not 255. Yes. Yes. You know, so you know, in five years you walked away with. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's. It's a. It's a. I guess it's a good problem to have to say you walked away with one hundred twenty so million dollars or more, but you know, you the, on paper it looked like two fifty five. True. You True. know. So I don't know. I. I, th- I think. I think for me, it, it did more harm than good. If you if the goal was trying to get more guarantee money for players in general, and it was going to start with the quarterbacks and trickle down. So and I, and I think that to my point I, I made earlier, I think Justin and Joe are going to sign similar deals than what Jalen gave. But the only thing I think will be different is that Jalen and uh, Jalen has the injury clause. I don't think Joe and Justin will. I think their money will be guaranteed whatever they sign for in their guarantees. There won't be no injury clause because they're not as uh, air quote uh, uh, volatile from a running perspective. You know, um, so I think their injury history bows the idea that they're going to be in harm's way as much as Jalen and Lamar would have. You know, they're not they're not as much of a running quarterback type that another two are. So I think that, you know, hell, I would say Joe maybe gets the same contract and gets one hundred seventy-five million dollars guaranteed fully, and same thing with Justin. Gotcha. You know, and there's no injury clause, but I think the structure of it can be very similar to what they're probably likely get, and there may it might be a fifty-two million dollars annually. You know, and then you know, fifty-three million dollars. I mean, just to say, I'm I'm now the highest paid quarterback. You know, just one one million dollar above the highest paid, right. that kind of thing. So, but we'll see, we'll see. But hopefully, you know, the market working situation out. But um, I'm on a train that you know, I'm very interested to see what happens after the draft. I think that once these once these picks get made and people right. aren't happy with their quarterback position after the draft. We might see some movement, and and teams that like the Dolphins and the 49ers and a few others that don't have first round picks this year, 
I think they might be in a market for Lamar services come 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 after the draft. So remember I said it. Yep. Remember I said it if that happens after the draft. So we'll, we'll do. if nothing happens between now and then, I think that you could hear some rumors and some whispers that teams that weren't in and running before because they didn't have the capital will be in and running now because we're in a new league year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's flip over, man. Let's talk about the combine. Let's talk about the NFL draft. Uh, we're wrapping up our series, our ongoing series for the NFL combine and draft uh, perspective and talk about cornerbacks and safeties, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, this is the, we wrapped this up in, in short order and we've done every position. So we're going to do a mock draft next week, um, round one. Uh, each of us is going to mock draft each uh, team and who we think they're going to draft uh, come Thursday night um, in the first round. So... Um, Let's talk about these these DBs, man, the cornerbacks and safety. So um, on the screen here, you can see a, a list of uh, top end guys um, mm-hmm. that are that were in the combine for the most part, and 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 will likely most likely get drafted here uh, in about a week or so. So um, from a cornerback perspective, there, Coach Kurt, who is your guy? Like you had to pick, you know, it's 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 a deeper list. So I'll give you give me a top three when it comes down. So give me, in fact, give me a top two. Give me a sleeper um, from a cornerback perspective. Who is your guys and why, man? I don't, I don't, my sleeper, I don't think is really a sleeper, but okay. um, I'm going to say top three. I think it's a consensus, right? Uh, from me going back and watching tape, number one is definitely Witherspoon. Okay. Uh, to me, he's the number one corner across the board, uh, all things considered, meaning everything that can be done. And he's a thumper. Yeah. Uh, I give it to Devin Witherspoon. My number two is. It can go either way, depending on the scheme that you have that they're going into. Uh, Me personally, I like the consistency of Joey Porter as my number two corner. And I like the I like the talent and the 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 floor of Gonzalez. I think Gonzalez is one of the most athletic, most gifted. uh, But consistency has, to me, been a hindrance. for him, but I think talent-wise, he's probably the most talented, most natural, what I consider shutdown corner out of the group. Uh, and Which so one? they could uh, Gonzalez. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. But again, you're 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 splitting hairs right there between Gonzalez and Porter. You're not going to go wrong either way. It's just to me, Porter gives you more comfort if he's going to be where he's supposed to be mm-hmm. compared to Gonzalez off his talent. He's going to take some chances. And if you can live with it, great. But if you can't, then you want to go with Porter. Mm-hmm. Now, my sleeper is between Banks and Stevenson, which is why I said they're really not a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you know what? My sleeper is DJ Turner. Mr. 4 2. Yeah. Mr. 4 2. That's okay. my sleeper from Maryland. Okay. I think size. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan, Michigan. Yeah. I think size. I think speed. Mm-hmm. I think he could be, he could turn out to be a sleeper corner yeah. uh, with coaching. Uh, again, there's certain things you can coach. Can't coach 4 2. No. Right. You can't code four two as a corner. I'm just hoping he doesn't prove to just be fast. Right. Uh you've had I those guys that, run four two, four three, and all they can do is run. That's all they can do is run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he's my he's my ultimate sleeper uh at corner. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I share the sentiments for the most part with you with the top three. 
Um, I think Devin Winston, pound for pound, is probably the best medi rate corner, um, outside boundary corner that you can get. Um, yeah. He's definitely not a slack guy, in my opinion. I think he's a he's a he's a he's a he's an outside corner. You know, either you know X or Y, um, depending on you know, whatever you know side of field you want to put him on. I think he's gonna be really good. I think his awareness, his ability, his his ball skills, his uh, you know his his tracking, you know his speed, his physicality. I mean, it, you, you check the boxes. I mean, I would argue that I think him and Patrick Sertan are, are are reasonable comps in how they play the cornerback position. You know, from right. their body type, their like I said, their fit, their way they play the game from a physical perspective. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot, a lot to be said, and we know what Patrick Sertan is in the league right now. For early on, you knew he was that guy. Come on, um, and, I, and I think that Wilberspoon's going to be him as well. Um, but what I love about Christian Gonzalez is that I think that no matter where you put him. Inside, outside, you know, it doesn't matter because he's so super hyper athletic as a corner yeah. Yeah. that it doesn't matter. Like he, okay. he, he has everything that you want. I mean, he's he's a triple threat. He has speed. He has height. He has length. He has ball skills, yeah. and yeah. he has agility and short area quickness. Yes. So, so you can put him in a slot again if you want to just put like this. If you want to match up Christian Gonzalez because their best guy, he's gonna be no matter where he lines up in a slot, outside X or Y. He's going to match up with him. He's going to do a good job because yes. he, can, he can keep up with him from a foot speed perspective, a short area quickness perspective, and just overall straight line speed perspective. Because he runs, he runs high four three. You know, we're talking four three eight. He's six foot two, two hundred one pounds. He has a forty one inch vertical. He's eleven one inch broad jump. I mean, the kid. Yeah. I mean, and and then that's his physical attributes are veiled in comparison to his field drills. Like when I see him on in on tape and on the on air doing drills. The kid is just too fluid. It's too. It seems it's too effortless for him. When you look at people that have that type of athleticism and it's effortless when they do th- certain things on the field and in drills, you know mm-hmm. they're going to be a good player. It, I mean, yeah. you have way too much evidence that they're going to be a good player versus not. So I love Christian Gonzalez, and I think no matter where he goes, he's going to be the star. Now I think yeah. Joy Porter is another one. He's a very physical guy. Um, you know, he's he's a he's a he's a slight four four ceiling. Like you know, is he's not as fast as the other two. Um, but again, I think he's going to be a really good outside corner as well. I think he's a really good press cover guy. You know, he kind of gives me the J.C. Jackson kind of vibe. You know, he's really yeah. good. He'd be really good in man coverage. Be really physical with receivers, especially mm-hmm. those bigger, more stronger receivers in the league. So um, I think he'll be he'll you know like a Cortland Sutton. He'll match up really good against him because they like to he like to be physical with him in the line and they and they just want to battle and you know beat each other to the spot. So I yes. think Joy Porter will fit there as well, depending on who drafts him. I've seen mm-hmm. whispers like the Commanders and a few other teams. Maybe the Steelers get him. That'd be crazy yeah. if the Steelers got him, right? Dad played there and he get, he played there too. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the top end guys make make a lot of sense. I mean that that's that's, that's just it. Now, yep. it's a couple of guys that they kind of you know because Deontay Banks from Maryland is really good as well, but although he's a slightly framed guy, Emmanuel Forbes is a super high athlete as well. Yeah, I think he's a slight sleeper. I think if he needs to put on about five or ten pounds. But I think that from his athletic prowess, he can be a really good corner as well. And I think he can play inside or outside. Now, yeah. a guy that I really got my eye on, too, that is, that's very sneaky, and people aren't giving him a lot of credit. But when he when you see him on film, you see his athleticism, and then see him on film and see him in drills, Riley Moss from mm. uh, from Iowa. He runs okay. six, six foot one, 193, runs a 4.45. He has a 39-inch vertical jump. And when I say he he jumps off the the page and drills and yeah. film, he's a sleeper. And I think somebody's gonna get him in the late rounds and they're gonna get a steal. I what really do you think do. about Ringo? 
I was gonna say him too because Keelan Ringos is another one. He's a sleeper too because I feel like people have kind of been kind of been you know kind of been talking about him a little bit. But they have been yeah. talking about Riley Moss. So I was gonna talk about Riley right. Moss first. Then I was okay. gonna bring up Ringo and Jacory Bennett from Maryland as well. I yeah. think they, them two are steals as well. I think you yeah. get them two guys. I think Bennett is more of an outside guy, but Ringo can play anywhere. Yeah, Ringo is a super high athlete too because Ringo ran a four three six and yeah. at six two. He's six two two ten run a four three six. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, there's a little bit of tightness in his in his in his change of direction. Yeah. 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 But but as far as outside boundary corner, he can be a star too. He can okay. be a star too. Yeah. So I think okay. I think actually I think Ringo Andrew and Bennett can play outside. They're not much much more of a they're much much of a slack guy, but they but they definitely can be uh, guys that can play really good on the outside. And they got good straight line speed. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the safeties as we wrap this up. Um, there's a few guys out there that uh that uh you know have really good, you know, I guess you could say take from college that you can that are household names, and there's a couple of guys that aren't. So um, you know, from this perspective, you know, give me your I guess you could say one or two guys that are that you know that that should shine and who's your one sleeper? Now I lost Kurt. <laughs> what happened? He have a power outage too. So this is the type of day we having right here. I don't know what's going on. So I'll give my takes. Hopefully, Kirk comes back before we wrap it up. But um, from a safety perspective, okay, he's back. <laughs> what happened? You you, you, you you have power outage too? <laughs> I had a blip. But damn, son. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, so, so clearly ain't just me. We just got power outages all over the DMV. Power outages all over the damn DMV. Okay. So now, oh, my now gosh. We, so now we know what just me. <laughs> ain't that some crap? Oh, man. Well. Okay. All right. Give me, give me your sleepers. Give me your sleepers. Give me your, your guys and your sleepers for the safety group. Oh, man. Um. Okay, so I'll give you two. Okay. To me, my two um, is Christopher Smith from Georgia and Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Okay. Those to me, and I know they have Christopher rated a little lower, but again, watching the college football playoffs, okay. watching this season – Again, Christopher Smith was where he was supposed to be, and he was consistent, right? Uh -huh. And look at who he had to play week in, week out, right? Yeah. Yeah. They went against the Tennessees, uh, calmed what at the time looked like an offense that couldn't be stopped True. down, who had just beat Alabama and drummed Alabama. And, again, I don't know how Hyatt has, was so open. He, oh, I don't know. Oh, man. I, I never understood it. I went back and watched film uh, games again, and I'm like, you can talk scheme all day, but again, when you know you're a number one receiver, I was like, I don't know how you saw Hyatt so wide open until they got to Georgia. Right. And again, Christopher, Christopher Smith was one of the reasons why that got shut down. And in the college football championship, um, again, he played he played well and made plays when he had to. And again, uh, outside of that, um, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, um, to me, is another top-rated safety, even though Texas A&M record wasn't what it was. He jumped off the page. Now, sleepers to me uh, are um, Jordan Battle from Alabama. Here, 
Uh, to me, Jordan Battle played better than DeMarco, even though DeMarco is from the DMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, Jordan was more consistent. And then yeah. my sleeper as well is Jamie Robinson from Florida State. Oh, you stole my thunder. <laughs> I, I, hey, look, look, look. Evan, just. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. I've been on this. I've been on Jamie Robinson since the combine. I went back and looked at this dude's tape. His combine impressed me, but this is this will always grabs me and I always jump on the train early when your tape is better than your combine. Yes, when your tape is better than what you look like on on air. Yes, yeah, I'm I'm sold. Now he's a little bit he's a little bit more on the slender side. You know, he's he's you know he's two hundred three. Well, five eleven. I think that's what I'm getting at. He's five eleven, but he's two hundred six, two hundred three pounds. So you know, I think that you know, from a tall, from a height perspective, he's a little bit on the on the on the lower end of the totem pole when it comes to that. But when it, when I say the, when we say ball skills and and just his tracking ability, his speed, I mean, just his overall football awareness. I mean, the kid is is lovely, man. I, I love Jamie Robinson. I feel like somebody in the second, late second, early third round is going to get a steal with Jam. Come Jamie Robinson, man. If you've been paying attention, like I've been paying attention, um, I tell you one thing about 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 safeties though, Brian Branch is going to be a plug-and-play guy. And I think that he might be starting to usher in a new wave when it comes down to uh, how safeties are viewed. And I, and I say that to say because when he worked out in the combine, he worked out with the corners. Mm, okay. He did not work out with the safeties. He mm. worked out with the corners. And he was uh, showing them you know, his ability to cover and you know, and be effective, you know, from a a DB in the corner perspective or a slot corner perspective. On top of it, the idea of him being a, 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 I guess you can say a middle third or or a middle half type safety, right? Okay. So I think that he's, you know, in that, and that's something that you need. Like you need the guys like your Buda Beggars, your Derwin Jameses, your Mika Fitzpatrick's, guys that that can do both are are really good man and zone and can play in the box. Those guys are invaluable. And yes. I think if Brian Branch kind of showed you that I'm going, I'm trying to be that level of player. So I think whoever gets Brian Branch, I think the Eagles are tracking him and things of that nature. So if the Eagles or anybody like that that has a really good all of his, a defensive, you know, personnel group or or good defensive good defensive scheme, they're going to benefit highly from drafting him early. Um, you, you know, like you said, Jamie Robinson is definitely some guy that I'm, you know, that I'll be looking at like he's a sleeper in my in my in my brain in my mind. Um, you know, that somebody's going to get in the later rounds that he's going to be able to play uh, early. I mean, super early. Um, Jordan Battle, I feel like, you know, with his speed and his his quickness and his uh, and his um, and his height and his just his overall power plays really well as a strong safety type box guy. Um, right. I think he's going to be really good um, around the line of scrimmage, blitzing uh, and things of that nature, you know, being physical with tight ends at the line of scrimmage and things of that nature. I think he can be really good at that. Um, but um, if I had to, if I had to put on uh, a guy that was that's not jammy because that was my sleeper, um, you know, honestly, <laughs> um, I, I would put I would put on uh, I want to say uh, what's this, what's this guy's name? Uh, Chamari Connor from Virginia Tech. Like, okay. yeah, he's he's another one. He's another one that, that runs super fast. He's six one two zero six. Um, four five one from a safety perspective runs a got a fortieth vertical. He did twenty reps on the bench as a safety. Mm. So okay. I mean, you talk about speed, quickness, you know, athleticism, you know, and his tape, you know, his, his tape and his field drills were 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 not 
uh, well, not horrible. You know, I mean, we, we're looking at a guy that's very solid. I think he could use a little bit of coaching from a from a, a NFL perspective and how to, uh, you know, how to do certain things uh, from a scheme perspective. But, but yeah, I mean, just if you want to take a flyer on a guy in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, I would take him, you know, just on, okay. just on pure athleticism and physicality, you know, and things of that nature and just coach him up. I think that that you you will definitely uh get a get a guy that can you know next you know two to three years can be a definitely uh a good solid maybe even a starter for you mm. you know so mm-hmm. I tell you I, I like I like his talent his athleticism so I think he could be another sleeper as well so I think him I think I, I give a little bit of kudos to Trey Dean although Trey Dean is a little bit slow from my say from a safety perspective yeah um, you know he runs the four seven you know and I mean I don't know linebackers run a little bit faster than that so <laughs> but you know but he I mean he looks good on tape as well but that's college. You know, right, the game is a little right. bit fast when it comes to the NFL, but that's why I give the Chamari a nod over Trey Dean because Chamari has a better athletic upside. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, Brian Branch is going to be a stud. I think Sidney Brown might be a stud as well, just depending on where he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid from Illinois, he, he's a really, he's a super high athlete. Um, yeah. It's like Jamie and Jordan going to be good. And I think, I think with coaching, the right coaching, I think Chamari Ch- Ch- Connor can be good as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it. We got power outages and, and hot takes. <laughs> but but uh, we got through it. We did. We I, was sitting it. Here, I was sitting here getting ready to say it. All of a sudden, dude, I was like, oh, oh mother. Yeah. yeah okay. It just, it, just, okay. it just made its way up to you. It started with me. It made its way yes. up to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This yeah. is why you have a UPS system exactly. uh, attached to your computers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. For all you people that don't have UPS attached to your computers, get you one. Yes. So if you, if yes. you do do live shows, you you can bring it back super fast because you got a yes. UPS to call. <laughs> bring it back super fast. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up this show, man. We appreciate everybody yeah. coming through the, in, in and out in the chat today and uh, on replay as well. Check us out. Like I said, replay for everything goes live at 11 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. And you can check the replay out right away on YouTube after the show goes uh, off the air. But yeah. as always, next week we'll be right back here as always with episode 102. We're going to be doing our mock draft and continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs. But in the meantime, between time, I'm Coach Devens. That's Coach Kurt. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.